You know what I can't wait for? Here's what I can't wait for. What's that? I told everybody, I think it was a week ago today, I think. I think it was a week ago today, I think. I had my final exchange with Vince McMahon. Yes, indeed. And I am going to do an entire series of Vince versus Vince. Uh, starting in November, it's going to be on my Patreon channel, Chris, patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. And I got to tell you something, man. After watching tonight's show, I, I cannot wait to reveal that conversation. And, bro, I will read my emails and I will read Vince McMahon's emails. And I can't wait. Chris, T- tonight explained a lot of things for me. Okay, let me let me let me lay something. I'm coming in hot, Chris. Come on, man. That's what I, I got to time out. I just did 35 minutes of karaoke at the end of the show. Nice. I'm hot. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to make one thing perfectly clear, Chris. I speak for every casual fan alive. I'm not, I'm not a neckbeard. I'm not a mark. I am a casual wrestling fan television viewer. So, so tonight, tonight made me understand, okay, now I know why they do the brands and the drafts and all that, because if they didn't, can you imagine how stale this show would get? Because basically what you got tonight was you got the same exact show with new people. So th- those new people are going to wear off like in three weeks, and we're going to be right back to the old show. I've been saying that the whole time, I mean, Chris. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. The main event went. The main event. They started the introductions at about eight twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Your time, yeah. My time. I'm yeah. speaking on behalf of casual wrestling fans. Okay, Chris. When you don't have well-defined characters. And we can go through everyone who was in that match. Seth Rollins has had 27 character changes. Yes. I don't know what Kevin Owens is. He used to be a prize fighter. I don't know what he – I really don't know what he – I don't know what Finn, Finn Balor is. Sometimes yeah. he's a demon. Sometimes he's not a demon. And, you know, Rey Mysterio is a legend. Okay? Yeah. But that, that's because of Rey, not yeah. anything Vince McMahon did for him. Right. Okay? Right. So no, none of these guys have characters. There's absolutely no story. Chris, if I've seen a zillion wrestling matches in my life, why in God's name am I going to sit here for 30 minutes and watch a match with no characters? What, what am I going to see during this match? I've never seen a What am I going to see? Am I going to see worked 
uh, prop ladders bust in half. Oh, my God. I've never seen that. Am I going to see somebody go through the now? Oh, my God. I, what am I possibly going to see in the last 30 minutes of this show? I haven't seen a million times before. I don't care who wins. It doesn't matter who wins. So I spend the last 30 minutes. You guys want to join me every Monday night. When when it's a it's a crappy main event every every Monday that means nothing. I do karaoke for the last thirty minutes. Twitch.tv forward slash Ventrusa Live. But I, I'm I'm being one hundred percent honest, bro. All we're getting is wrestling matches, Chris. Chris, what are we going to see in these matches we haven't seen before? What? You said something really important there, Vince. You said a lot of important things. And that all <clears throat> encompasses, that all circles around one very, very important piece of that puzzle. It's like a Jenga. If you pull this out, the whole thing falls. But that one thing was so crucial. You said one word. You said one phrase. You said a term. Actually, I'll, I'll give you two words that you said that was just really the bedrock of what you said. Casual fan. Mm -hmm. All right? Yep. So any hardcore fan could give you a million reasons why this was the best ladder match they've yep. ever seen, yep. why it was a holy S moment, yep. why it was this is awesome, why yep. it was this, oh, my gosh, it yep. was all amazing. Yep. It was yep. another – Whoa, yep. you know, that's what you're going to get from hardcore fan. Right. Insert right. hardcore fan here. You're going yes. to get that, right? Yes, yes. But episodic, episodic television is to bring new viewers. All right. So if I'm telling someone about this episodic television show that is worth paying attention to, the goal of the episodic television show is to prove me right. And if I'm proven wrong, it makes me look like an idiot <laughs> because I propped this show so well and it didn't deliver. And so the person, the new person comes in. They say, you know what? Okay, maybe this was an off week. I'll, I'll give it another week. Eh, I don't know. I'm kind of seeing the same. Uh, maybe I'll give it another week. Eh, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Chris, you hit the nail on the head because on Russo'sBrand.com with television lovers, mm -hmm. we're always exchanging shows. Like I'm always asking somebody, tell me something to watch. They're always asking me. We're always exchanging shows, bro, and we never disappoint. Bro, never in a million years. And 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 keep in mind, Russo'sBrand.com stemmed from wrestling fans. That's where we started. Mm -hmm. Bro, you're never going to hear any of us recommend a wrestling show for, for the exact reason you said. We don't get off on the matches, bro. We've seen it. Nothing is going to happen in a wrestling match I have not seen before, Chris. Correct. Nothing. Correct. And I can't wait to do my show because when you hear Vince's comments, direct comments, it's going to blow you. It's going to flip your lid, man. It's wow. going to flip your lid, bro. Wow. <clears throat> man, y'all got to stay tuned for that because I'm sure it's going to be something <laughs> for the ages, ladies and gentlemen. And, yeah, I mean, I agree. Look, the matches are going to be the same, okay? I think that's 
I think that's where they get it wrong in professional wrestling nowadays. All right. They're expecting some variation of the same match. That's not where to hit the fans. You hit the fans with the storylines. Story, listen, you can be super creative and have a completely different storyline, even if it's the exact same match. If you have a different storyline, that's what's going to bring me in. And Chris, they're promoting the season premiere. Yep. Bro, you just did a season three hour season premiere with not one story. I'm season. Right. So what am I going to get show two, three, four, and five? The season premiere, which you guys touted, not one story. You know what? You, you know what the title of tonight's show should have been? What's that? Here's what the title of tonight's show should have been. Read your resume. That's what the entire show was. Everybody read their resume. The whole first segment was everybody reading a resume. Then Becky's reading a resume. Then the other one with the whip hair is re- everybody's. I, I don't give a crap about your resume, bro. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> That's what this show was. Let's, okay, now we, we we got all these guys. I don't know. Are we supposed to believe like? <laughs> these all these people haven't been on the show already, bro. So they've all been on Raw, but now we got to reintroduce the resumes with what titles they won. And I'm like, oh my, come on, bro. Vince is like Brad Pitt. Get, he takes a job that gets uh, he gets booked into a really bad C-rated movie, right? So he comes out and begin the movie. Three-time Emmy Award winner, two-time Oscar, <laughs> Academy Award. Like if the if the if the movie sucks, the movie sucks, Vince. It doesn't matter about your resume, bro. If I'm opening up this show, okay. If Vince Russo is writing, which will never, ever, ever happen again, ever. If I'm writing this show, you know how I'm opening this show. What's that? Oh, uh, Becky and Charlotte, you have a problem with each other. Well, well, let's let's kind of get down. Let, let's That's get right. down, and I'm going to give you both a hot mic. Let's yep. really see what the problem is. That's how I'm opening this show. Yeah. You open this show this way. You got me interested, but no, bro. We literally had five guys come out and read their resume. That's yeah. what we had. I would have been. You know what? See, that's that's episodic television yep. right there. Yep, because. Charlotte's, I mean, it's, listen, listen, people who are hardcore wrestling fans, they follow the sheets, they know what's going on, they understand the buzz, all right? People know that there was some heat, there was some shoot, legit heat between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair based on the exchange of SmackDown. Charlotte Flair wasn't supposed to drop it. She Charlotte Flair thought that she was going to look weak if she just handed her the belt. Then she, you know, went off script. Becky threw it at her. That was off script too. They have a heated exchange backstage. Also, some reports that Cyan Deville wanted to fight Charlotte. So you have Becky well, Lynch. That's well. Let, wait, let me let me stop you right there, Chris. Yeah. I want you to continue, but I want to add something very important. You yeah. said the, all the hardcore fans know about this, and you know what, bro. The casual fans like me, if I'm watching this, I'm like, wait a minute, is this real? Like, right. you see what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so even though I have no idea because I'm a casual fan, I'm like, 
wait a minute, the tone of this is different. Right. And, and, yeah, that, so and, go that, ahead. Goes, so and go that goes ahead. along with what I'm saying. So yeah. you have Sonya Deville, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair on the same brand. Yep. This is where the buzz is. You got to trend where the buzz is. Yep. Give them a hot mic. Yep. Why can't you just have like I would rather than the resume city, okay? I would have called an audible in the programming in in the writing and I would have done some type of like work shoot with this. Like I would have given given both of them a hot mic, and then at the end of this segment, I would have had them go at it. You know what I mean? And hey, look, and I would have I would have had like Charlotte do it like pie facer. Like let's make this feel like super real, like a shoot, and then sign the veal, like choke choke out Charlotte. Make it seem like a shoot, and and, and make work this thing. Chris, if you've got this thing going back and forth, this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm telling you right now. And this is what everybody would be talking about right now. We're, we're, we're going to go over people's resumes. Here's what we're going to discuss tonight. People's resumes. How the hell is a, is a kendo stick now under the announce table? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Bearcats' big, big victory. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how did Austin Theory change in three three seconds? We're going to talk about all those things. Yes. Bro. But here's what we right would here, leaves it wrong. Because if I'm writing the show, here's what I'm doing, Chris. Yep. You got that heated exchange at the beginning. Well, real quick, people are saying, and we know this. People are saying, okay, well, Charlotte's on SmackDown. How do you how how do you write that in? It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, bro. This is this is not TV. This is a real beef. This is a real beef. And I would do it with I would do it with Vince McMahon. Uh Oh, you yeah, you 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 guys want you guys have your own agenda in my ring. Well, tonight we're gonna do things my way. You got a beef with each other. Let's get this out right here, right now. Bro, here's how I'm saying I'm letting them get into it verbally, verbally, verbally. Bro, I'm telling USA Network, I'm telling USA Network, bro, towards the tail end of this, Charlotte is dropping an F-bomb. When Charlotte drops the F-bomb, we're killing her mic. It's very awkward. We're going to commercial. Mm. See now, and now we come back with something totally different. Yeah. Now you see, bro. Now tomorrow, oh my, that's that's how you get people hooked on the product, bro. And you know what, Vince? <clears throat> to add to what you're saying, people saying, okay, Charlotte's on SmackDown. Charlotte will be appearing on Raw within maybe even next week or the week uh, after, because Charlotte's supposed to be going against Becky at Survivor Series because they're champs. So they're supposed to go against each other anyways. Yep. So you've already got a match waiting for you at Survivor Series. Let's make this like, what are, What am I missing here? It's not like you're trying. You're, 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 you already you're, have a match ready. Bro, you're going to know exactly what you're missing when you hear Vince versus Vince. Because now I understand. I did not understand before. Now I understand, gotcha. and I'm like, okay, bro, like whatever. Yeah, but yeah. that's how you start a show, bro. But how do you? You've already got like the match is already official for Survivor Series: Becky versus Charlotte. They're both the respective champions in their brand. Why don't you start that off tonight? That's what I'm not understanding. You're because essentially what's going to happen is the buzz of this shoot is going to fade out and they're going to 
give us some type of fabricated, scripted, contrived sounding interview, and it's going to lead to some type of false looking, inauthentic confrontation between the two. It's not going to feel like it's a shoot if it's like two or three weeks from now, which they'll probably do. Chris, we've had this now for the last four, five weeks. We've had this now. This is it. We come up with the main event that the day of yeah. the day of we come up with the main event. So then we got, okay, so now we know what the first segment is and the last segment is. We're going to set up every, everybody wants the title. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to set. Everybody's going to come out, read their resume. Yeah. Then we're going to have the match. That's going to eat 35, 40 minutes at the end. Yeah. And everything in the middle is a house show and it's not going to matter that's the formula bro yeah. that is the formula and <laughs> season premiere we still don't season get carrying cross though what was that yeah right we right carrying cross right. on the season, season premiere we still yep. don't get carrying cross season <laughs> premiere this was the season premiere yes it was season mm-hmm. premiere starts with biggie cutting a promo Interrupted by Seth Rollins, then uh, Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, giving their resumes. And then uh, Sonya Deville comes out, and she books a Federal Four-Way number one contender's ladder match. for. The- well, first of all, she said it was uh, just a regular match. And then she said, <clears throat> let's up the ante. Yeah, it's going to be a ladder match. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see people go through ladders, and we're gonna see we're gonna see ladders break. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, you got me you got me hooked the next three hours. I'm gonna see a ladder break. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. And again, you know what, Vince? You again, you make a you make a a good point to the hardcore fan. Ooh, right, right. For the this is awesome chance. Yes, right. Yeah, but the problem is, you keep catering to the hardcore fans, which yep. is the reason why the numbers keep sinking. And there, <laughs> and the hardcore fans are never going anywhere, bro. Right. This is what they do. They, their life is watching wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's good. It doesn't matter if it's bad. That's what they do. They right. watch wrestling, right. but yet, and this has been going on, Chris, for years and years and years. And bro, t- tell me one casual fan that watches the beginning of the show and is going to hang around for three hours to see a ladder match when they've seen probably hundreds of ladder match. What what am I possibly going to see here? That I've not seen before. That I'm gonna I'm gonna stay for three hours. Yeah, very true, hundred uh, percent. We get a uh, Bobby Root. We get another contenders match. We get Root and Ziggler defeating the Street Profits and Alpha Academy for number one contender for the Raw Tag Team Title. So within this match, for what it was worth, I, it it at least gave us a reason to I'm trying to find something positive out of this here. It gave us a reason to watch a, a raw tag team title match at the end. But here's the thing though, Vince, again it says to me, again, it says to me that at the end of the day, wrestling 
match after match. If you're segmenting, if your segments are just pop, uh, pushing wrestling matches, mm-hmm. where is the riveting television that's going to cause me to come back next week? Bro, here's the thing that blew me away with this too, okay? Chris, I don't watch SmackDown anymore, okay? I watch Raw because I get paid very well from the good people at SportsKita. And I also have a there's, a, there's a secret client that I watch Raw for, let me just say, without right. mentioning the names. All right. So I, I make out very well watching Raw. So I don't watch anything else. I'm not, bro, I'm down to, unless you're paying me to watch wrestling, I ain't watching it. But here's my point. This is the first time I saw the new Otis. Now, I, I saw the original Otis yeah. with Heavy Machinery. I saw that Otis, and I was watching that Otis, and I was like, bro, they can get this guy over huge with the kids like this guy. Bro, do you remember way, way back, bro? Remember there was a character. I don't even know what promotion this was, but there was a promotion, bro, that used to play in New York with with Big Tex McKenzie and the Love Brothers and the Mighty Igor. You know what I'm talking about? I've heard of Igor, but I haven't yeah, heard well, of Well, the Mighty Igor. That, that's who was the, the, the kids loved him. In WWE terms, it's kind of like Ivan Putsky, okay. okay? That's who Otis was. And when I saw Otis, and bro, Otis is from here in Colorado. He trained here. When I saw Otis, I'm like, oh, bro, they can get this guy over huge with the kids. This guy could be a huge baby face, bro. He was funny with the promos, being the the fat, the the Chris Farley guy. Yeah, doing the worm. (laughs) All that stuff, right? The stuff they did with Mandy and all that stuff. So- Bro, I have not seen him for a year. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing this version of Otis, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is more over than the original? Like, what What happened here, bro? And I followed the whole thing, and I, will, I can give you an accurate judgment of they they – it seems like the pivot was when he won the money in the bank and they had no clue what to do with them. So he had the contract. The Miz ended up beating him for the contract. He ended up feuding with the Miz over the contract. Miz wins the contract, cashes it in, becomes champ, transition to Lashley. And then he went to the Alpha Academy like um, Shorty G, uh, Chad Gable. Gable ended up like they they were like the babyface tag team for a second, and then they and then Gable like slowly turned them heel, and all of a sudden one week he just comes <laughs> he just comes out clean shaven, buzz cut, and he just start plowing through like he had this mean like grimacing face and you know like some bear cat you know <laughs> and like he just when i was looking at the transition and then i was trying to you know I, I love the research and so i'm like okay why is this happening he goes on the bump their, their <laughs> network show and he says something like yeah that he wanted a change of he wanted a new look and yeah he likes the look and all that and i'm just mm-hmm. like I, that seems like the WWE told you to say that. That's what you want to know something. Like. I, I told you he trained here in Colorado. Yeah. 
I'm very good friends with the guy that trained him. The guy's name is Matt Yade, and I'll give Matt a shout-out, bro. So Matt had dozens of car rides with him, and Matt told me, like, bro, that original character, like, that's who he was. Yeah. Like, he was really that guy. Like, going going on a, on a road trip with this guy from, you know, was, like, the most entertaining trip. And and I saw that. I saw that on TV. And now, like, this guy's money? No. Are you nuts? Yeah. It just – no, it's it's not – it's it's another – it's another uh, um, kind of leading someone to the waters who don't know how to swim and walking away from them and just letting them drown in the water. It's just, I mean, that's, they, they do that with people all the time. I mean, they, look at Karrion Cross, Vince. There's a like, million people. There's a million like, people, bro. We can go down the yeah. list. It, it's like, hey, Karrion Cross, yeah, go ahead. Raw, new roster. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But hold on, let's let's take your girl away from you and your entrance and let you have a Lord Humongous mask now. Okay, let me walk away from the water now. It just, I don't, again, I don't understand it. It it has that Ryback effect. At the end of the day, everybody's under the thumb of the WWE and no one's getting over. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. And we, we saw that people had to say their resumes to get over to get themselves over in the beginning of the show. I mean that, that pretty much says it all right there. Speaking of getting over, uh Zelina Vega has a coronation, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah. Coronation leads to like Vega I, I see if Vega was pushed correctly I, I was I liked her better as a manager, honestly. Uh, when she was managing um, uh, Andrade and um, oh goodness, was, so, it, was it Cirillo? Was no, Korea was a baby. Garza, 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 Garza. Yeah, Garza. Yeah, 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 yeah. Garza and uh, Andrade. <clears throat> and so I liked her as a manager better. She was managing a couple of. Uh, other times too. I don't know, man. I just, there's something that's just doesn't click with Vega to me. And then when she was cutting that pro promo and the Houston crowd was a big, you know, a pretty ruckus crowd, pretty high energy crowd. She barely got any reaction and yeah, like you know, not getting any reaction is worse than getting a, a pop or a boo. Chris, I'm just going to tell you again, as a casual fan, Okay, I I worked with Zelina Vega. Okay, a very long time. Lovely, lovely, lovely girl. Agree. Yeah, I've interviewed her before. Super sweet. Super. Well, I'm telling you from a casual fan point of view, so many of the people on this roster and that are on television. Bro, they just come across as amateurs. Yeah. They, they just come across like something's off, bro. Like you're not, you you, you shouldn't be in that spot. Like, bro, th- think about, bro, think about if the fabulous Moolah was the queen. Like Queen Sherry. Perfect. Queen yeah. Sherry. Yeah. She, bro, yeah. when you saw Sherry Martell, like this is a pro like you you know if you're a guy you honestly thought bro this this woman would beat the crap out of me like yeah. you honestly bro you you believe medusa 
would yeah. kill oh, you. Like, yeah. Mola, Wendy yeah. Richter, like yeah. you really believe, like you know, bro. It's it's like they're trying to play a role, mm-hmm. but like again, for the casual fan, we're not we're not believing that role. Like yeah. we're just we're not buying into it, bro. And I, I agree with you because it makes it seem like like the the people who come out there, <clears throat> it feels inauthentic because it doesn't feel like the WWE gives them an opportunity to be them. Like it, when I'm hearing Vegas promo, it feels like you're like in your head. Like that's how that's how Rhea Ripley was. Like it feels like you're in your head trying to figure out the lines and you and you can't get it. And Chris. We were just talking about Charlotte and Becky. What do we have with Zelina Vega? Fired from the company over the social media right. stuff. Our husband is working. Oh my God. Like, yeah. if you can't write yeah. something from that. Yeah. Bro, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'll give you a little taste of the Vince thing. Mm-hmm. Part of the exchange was I said flat out, nobody believes any of it. No casual fan believes any of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, Chris. There's there's zero reality in this show. Zero, none. There's no reality. Look how much reality is is on a silver platter yes. in front of that. It's right here, bro. Exactly. Here it is. Do you hello? Do you yes. here it is? Yes. Nothing, bro. So they they've got her doing King Mabel with the big chair, bro. She uses the scepter to go over. Bro, again, casual fans are watching this like, are you yeah. serious, bro? And why would they why would they have a chair that looks mountainously bigger? Than Zelina Vega, like I, I, I be wondering those type, type of things. Like, why can't you just use two chairs? Why don't you accentuate the? Why, why don't you accentuate Vega? She's super short. She's like five foot tall. Why would you put her in some type of huge chair? And she's barely. She looks like the, she looked like a kid sitting in that chair. Bro, can you imagine, remember, you know, bro, of course, there are um, spots and highlights in the wrestling business that are go down in history that you never forget. Medusa dropping the belt in the garbage can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bro, can you imagine this whole thing is set up with with for the Selena Vega? Can you, what, what if she walks out with the garbage can, then takes the crown off? What, what this is how you think you're going to make it up to me? Everything you did to me, you want me to go over and bro, even bring up the September 11th and what, and what Vince, you're going to make it up to me with, with this chair and this crown and this Ah, bro. It's right in front of your face, man. It is right in front of your face. And every week it's this stupid, ridiculous, non-believable show. It's right in front of your face face yeah i mean the the material is just there it's there's so much real material that can people can be like oh whoa wait a minute like i'm 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 interested and 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 the material that's being handed instead we get some type of rehearsed interview like rehearsed promo that like people (sighs) If we think about it this way, if she starts 
like shooting. If she starts throwing out the you fired me, all that stuff, that's going to get attention. That's going to I'm a journalist, Vince. And so I'm thinking in my head, I want to write a show that causes outlets to write stories because Metro and Sports Illustrated, I, I used to write for Sports Illustrated and I used to write for Fox Sports too. They're not just, they're not going to write, like when I wrote for them, I, we're not going to write, Zelina Vega, Zelina Vega cuts a promo on Raw after the Queen of the Ring, after the Queen's Crown. What we would write is Zelina Vega shoots on Raw about being fired that is riveting that causes stories that that spreads to outlets chris i am a producer i was an approved a producer in the wrestling business for many 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 years i don't think there was one talent i ever said here is your script say this verbatim do not go off the script and so now let's let's think about about this logically Okay, bro, so let's take Zelina Vega. So she's supposed to be a television star. She is a wrestling superstar, star, leading lady. Okay, let me get this correct now. So she's a star, and you're telling her, here is a script. You need to know this verbatim. Do not go off this script. Bro, that's not a star. That's an extra. Yeah. That's an extra that's got one line in a movie. This yeah. is what you say. That is an extra. Now, if you're giving Zelina Vega a script that she's got to memorize verbatim, yeah. you know what that tells me, bro? That tells me that you have no faith in her. Yeah. You have no faith in her. That's you right. have no trust in her. Right. No faith that this girl who's been in the business for a very long time yep. can go out and cut a promo. Yeah. So if that's the case, bro, then anybody could be in that role. That's right. We, we can get right. anybody, give them a script, go out and re you can give that job to anybody, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm saying that's what the casual viewer is seeing, bro. Right. This girl is not special. Anybody can memorize that script. The WWE has no faith in her that they got to control every word that she says. Bro, I, listen, man, I know there's a lot of money involved. I can't imagine me being a worker and, and literally wanting to be on this roster. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know the money's good, but Chris, we have seen the pages of the world prove yeah. there's a lot of money to be made on your own. So I don't know if it's the ego of being on TV. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but but to be controlled like this where your employer is saying, no, listen, we don't have any faith in you. You're going to go out and this is what you're going to say. And the, and what makes it worse, Vince, is Zelina had like Thea Trinidad has the personality. She's she does. Fire, she's a fiery girl. She fiery does. Woman. Yes. She has the personality to make it work. It just feels rehearsed. It, nothing to do with Thea. Like Thea, oh. like she's. I follow her when she was in TNA. Mm -hmm. Like she has. She's a very fiery woman. She has the personality to make it work. I've seen it work with her, but it feels 
very contrived and rehearsed. Anybody could fill that slot. It doesn't matter who the queen's crown was because it's not really like accentuating anyone's personality because if Dewdrop won, if Liv won, if Shayna won, they're still going to be handed a promo from the writing staff yep. that they would have to rehearse and it's going to feel rehearsed. Bro, when, 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 I can go down, like when you talk about TNA, bro, like I could go down to every character, like, you know, when Angelina Love and Velvet Sky did their entrance and the way they went in the ring, yeah. and and then that gave that gave Taz the license. That's a to say, verse. Bro, yeah. none of that was written. Yeah. None of that was written. That was Angelina and Velvet with the entrance. Then Velvet does the little gimmick. Taz on his own comes up. We didn't write any of that right. stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah. come true. on, man. Yeah, uh, same thing with uh, speaking of personalities uh, brock lesnar you know with, with taz here comes the pain you know what i mean like well here comes the pain a whole game came from that you know what i mean they, they, they made money off of that catchphrase they actually had a game called smackdown here comes the pain yep. so like and that came from just some like like brock lesnar being just intense and taz Making it something, you know, yep. this like 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 continuing to bring life and layers. You can't on it. you can't take creativity away from creative people, bro? Yeah. You can't do it. Hundred percent, yeah. And again, Zelina Vega has the ability to make this work, but if she's being filtered and 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 uh, and and limited to show, and I said this before, I mean you. I, I'm schooling you with this because you're a casual fan. But again, Austin Theory is a very charismatic person. But you don't know, you wouldn't know that nope. watching nope. him on television. Austin Theory has a, a wealth of charisma, very, very heelish. You know, I followed him and evolved. Man, he was a jerk. And he did it really, really well, well. As a casual fan, I'm seeing a guy take selfies Taking and like, selfies. Okay, okay, bro, like, okay, like, I'm talking about the characters I'm seeing. I don't, yeah. I don't know him from a hole in the wall. Exactly. I mean, and, and the same thing with uh, uh, Keith Lee have had a bunch of charisma. Fans was super behind him in NXT. And bring him to the main roster, and oh, that's a control freak. That's a that that that, yeah. that that's a control freak. Yeah. That, that that's that's a control freak. Yeah, and that's very sad. Uh, Vega beats Dewdrop with the scepter, Vince. And uh, there, there can you, you say that again? Uh, Vega beats Dewdrop with the scepter. <laughs> With the scepter, bro. Come on, Chris. Please. <laughs> With the scepter. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's well, I, bro, any, any, bro you, not for anything. Like, okay, bro. So the referee's going to let it keep the scepter in the yeah, court. Yeah, right. Right? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, the referee's going to just, yeah, put, put the, I'm going to keep the scepter. I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to keep it here. Keep an eye on it. I'm not going <sighs> to. 
This is what I'm talking about, bro. No, like, no, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. This is wow. what I'm, this is what I'm, yeah, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Yes, indeed. They can't even come up with a creative way to somehow get the scepter introduced in the match. Right. No, it's it's. I'm gonna lay it right here within arm's reach, and it's gonna be okay with the referee. Right. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, uh, it's funny. That, that's like, bro. That's like a UFC fight. Right and 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 the one fighter. Okay, I, I got these brass knuckles. Right, right, right. I ain't gonna use them, but I'm gonna sit them right here. I'm gonna sit them right here inside the cage. But you don't gotta worry about me using them, Mister Referee. Yeah. Like it's so it's so dumbed down, bro. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. When when uh um Regal used to do his brass knuckles gimmick, and uh you know that would be like like, like yeah, he just comes through the brass knuckles. He just holds his uh his, his his fist up does the celebration he takes the brass knuckles off he sits them right in the corner and it's just like hey no 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 just yeah like, i'm not gonna use them i'm, I'm good <laughs> yeah i mean bro it's so it's so stupid when when you yeah. think about this stuff it's so ridiculous <laughs> yes indeed uh next uh we have becky lynch cuts an in-ring promo gets interrupted by bianca belair now, you know, I'm a big Bianca Belair fan. I, I was hoping it, this segment wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible because uh, what I wanted to see from this segment as a viewer, I wanted to see Becky Lynch healing up as much as she possibly can to get Bianca over as a babyface. That kind of happened. Becky left with some booze. But she still got she still got her stuff in at the end though. I, I don't I don't see why they do that because Big, Bianca Belair has been the recipient of other people getting their stuff in for weeks now. She needs to look stronger in in, in her uh, her character. That's why it makes me think like it. So for some reason, everything has to be 50-50. Why can't you just allow the baby face to get their stuff in without? having to have a uh, uh, kendo stick uh, Russian leg sweep. I was thinking like back in your day with the Attitude Era. Why, like for instance, Austin, he got his stuff in all the time. And if there was a week that he didn't, that he was, you know, uh, blindsided by McMahon or anybody in the corporation, next week, He's going to get his stuff in because that he was the star of the show. He was being built to be a star. So it, Austin wouldn't have looked as dominant and as uh, exciting to watch if every single week he's the recipient of, of Taker or Mankind or Triple H getting their stuff in. Then this week he gets a little bit in, but they still get their stuff in. And then... Next week, he gets a little bit in too. He wouldn't have been the same dominant character. Well, bro, there, there were there were there were a lot of holes in this thing. That's why, man. I'm sorry, bro. I just I don't look at I don't look at these people as professionals. First of all, now there's kendo sticks under the announce table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, I, I, okay. Fine. You you want me to believe there's weapons under the announce? Okay. Fine. But, bro, here's where, here's where it got really bad, okay? So, bro, the very last thing that Becky did was, like, she she 
she had the candlestick against, but bro, it was horrible because you could see she had her hand here, <laughs> the candlestick here. So it looked horrible. Yeah. But then, bro, Bianca Belair no sold it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like, was Bianca Belair smart enough to no sell it because it looked like crap or. <laughs> Did it look like crap and Bianca Belair sold it like yeah. crap? It's like, yeah. that. that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I'm looking at these scenes mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm not seeing pros. Like, I'm just, I'm not seeing professionals do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, definitely, it definitely makes sense. I, I just, just me watching it, I just wish that the WWE would do better with building stars. I just really, I really do. I just, I don't like that everything feels so 50-50. Like Roman Reigns, he's a star because he hasn't lost a match legitimately. He hasn't lost a match. He hasn't been pinned in two years, Vince. So he feels like the biggest person in the WWE because he's one of a few people who don't get booked 50-50. Drew McIntyre, at one point, he didn't lose for like a, almost a year. He looked bigger. He looked like a bigger star. Now he's 50-50. Now he looks like everybody else. <clears throat> even Big E, he's a champ. There was times, you know, even when in a champ, he lost like twice in one day. Even if it was tagged, he just, he just everybody feels Be like they're in the same seat. Because here's the problem, Chris. Here's the problem with that. When you've got no storylines and no character development. All you have is the match. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So like you take a guy like Drew McIntyre, bro, bro, you can get him over through story. And yeah. even if he lost those matches, it wouldn't feel like 50, 50 because their story and right. you're more in bro. You take the story out of it. Yeah. Now we're just winning and losing matches. That's why that happens, bro. Yep. Case in point, Vince, when uh, Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins, when he was in the WWE, he lost like a hundred and some matches in a row, you know. And although it wasn't even like a thing, like it really didn't lead to anything, people were still getting to the point where they were captivated about him losing so much and still wanting to come back and win. There was something that was attached. To Bro, him. do you know Jeff Jarrett? Uh, and I didn't even realize this, and I was working working with him at the time. This is going all the way back to WWE. Mm -hmm. Bro, do you know when Jeff Jarrett was intercontinental champion? Jeff told me this one day. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> We, I was chatting with him one day. He was on a great run. He was a great heel as an intercontinental champion. And Jeff turned around and said to me, Vince, do you know I've never pinned anybody? <laughs> he, bro, he never pinned anybody. Wow. But it was the character and the story yeah. so you could do the DQ and you could do the character. And he was over as a heel, yeah. and he never pinned anybody, bro. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's 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 how it works. That, that's that's how you know that it's working. If you don't, if you're never putting anybody is still over, and you're still making a babyface look good, yes, that's yes. what it's all about, man. Yes. That's what it's all about.
next we have oh, Damian Priest defeating T-Bar by DQ. Okay, so first of all, you're bringing in T-Bar from nowhere. Somehow he's going to be in the U.S. title scene again. Well, was, he, was he even drafted? Yeah, he was drafted to Raw, okay. and Mace okay. was to SmackDown. Okay, yeah. I got you. Okay, okay. And so somehow he's in the U.S. title mix. Damian Priest gets new generic-sounding music. He doesn't even do the entrance gimmick anymore. He looks super generic, no rhyme or reason to this match, ends in a DQ, and that's it. Who's getting over here, Vince? Like you're dumbing down Damian Priest, who is already losing steam. Like, make this make sense to me, Vince. Please. And what's his character? What's da- what's Damian Priest's character? He's the archer of infamy, or something. He's like not that. the archer anymore. If he's not shooting the, he's the not even archer anymore. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, Vince. I, I just I don't know what in the world am I? I'm looking at. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at when I'm looking at Priest anymore. When I'm looking at Damian Priest, especially after this week, dumbed down. He doesn't even see like he's not Bro, even doing this the, is, he's not doing Chris, this. This is what we say it a million times. You're booking this show the day. Yeah. Why you're getting all this, bro? You're booking it the day of. But why do you think if you were if you're if your mind was back there based on your experience, why do you think they decided, you know what? Huh, let me see. Damien Priest had pretty cool music, had a pretty cool entrance. Entrances help, you know, build characters. Um he's US champ. Why don't we just change his music? No more entrance. And okay, that'll work. Chris, can I tell you something in the in the sports keto audience? Something. Yep. Little inside information I learned this week. Um I have a uh an acquaintance or I mean a friend um that I, I started working with in the business at WCW in nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, obviously, I'm not going to mention names or throw anybody under the bus. But this person is still involved creatively with the WWE. Okay. Bro, it was confirmed that literally when creative has meetings with Vince McMahon as a shoot. This is somebody in the meeting, bro. He doesn't remember what they did last week as a shoot, bro. How many times do we say, did you not watch? How many times have we said this? I got to confirm, bro. They have to remind him what happened last week. This is what we're talking about, bro. Like, this is what we're talking. Bro, can you imagine, like, being, like, you talk about episodic television. Could you imagine writing episodic television? You don't remember last week's, what what happened on last week's episode? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, bro. And that's somebody witnessing this. And I'm like, what, what, what what are we doing here, bro? 
Oh man, that's terrible. Now, when you think <laughs> about that, you think about that, and that is a fact. Yeah. Now you're thinking of how many talents whose future careers, livelihood are in his hands. His hands. Wow. Bro, I'm I'm sorry, man. This ain't this ain't '80s Vince. This ain't '90s Vince. This ain't uh, aggressive. What was it? The aggressive attitude. What was that uh, attitude? Ruthless aggression. This ain't that Vince. No, yeah. this is 76 year old Vince. Wow. And I'm sorry, bro. If I am in the prime of my career, I don't. I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. Where's your girl Eva Marie at, man? <laughs> After the whole, she didn't even stop. get drafted, right? Wow, wait, she didn't. She, she didn't, didn't, didn't she? No. Nope. Wow. Elias didn't either. What in the world is Elias? Oh man, this is this is not not good news for for either one of them. Uh, we have uh, Carmella defeating Liv Morgan, and we. T.O. time. Yeah, I did skip a lot because I wasn't really <laughs> Let's bring out Joey. Where you at, Joey? Time out. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. Okay. All right. All right, Chris. Let's let's analyze this. Okay. You're the you're the psychologist here. Okay. Let, 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 let's play psych. I'm patient. You're a psychologist. Let's do it. Um, yeah, Dr. Chris, um, I'm really, I'm really worried about, you know, my face, uh, you know, my face is my moneymaker. My, my face is money. I could make a million dollars with this face, Dr. Chris. And what advice would you give to her? I would say that's why. Well, first of all, I would say what's so perky about your face? Why do you think you have to identify with your face? What's so right. important about this? Right. And I would say, okay, well, if that's the case, then let's go into a further thing. Hey, uh, explain to me why your face is such a big money maker and what you're going to do to continue that. Okay. So at no point. When she comes into your office, how her face, she's got her face insured for a million dollars. Her face is a moneymaker. Yep. At no point would you suggest to her to become a professional wrestler. No. Would, you, would you suggest, like, your no, face never. is the moneymaker that now I'm wearing a mask to protect <laughs> my face. But my occupation is professional wrestler, bro. Dr. Chris, what should I do about... <laughs> Uh, I really want this Maybelline, um, this, yeah. this, this, this makeup, you know, yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really going through a lot in my mind. Yeah. I'm really going to change careers. I have a, you know, I, I'm in real estate right now, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my thirties and I, I don't, I, and I really wanted to achieve this dream and I don't want to get into my forties and fifties and just say that I wish that I would have done it. Yeah. Dr. Chris, what should I do? Have you considered professional wrestling? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying, bro. The logic of, oh, my face, it's the money makers. So I got to wear masks so nobody hits me in the face. Well, if you weren't a professional wrestler to begin with, you wouldn't have to worry about getting hit in the that's face. Correct. So yeah. why don't you just find another profession? And here's another thing, bro. Here's another thing. 
we have to find out through the comments of Liv Morgan that they're engaged. Why, why wasn't that a thing? Yeah, yeah. And, and he would always with, talk around it and stuff, but yeah. Bro, what, what could be behind that ridiculous mask? You know this is a rib. Like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's ridiculous looking. I, I, did Vince just watch Halloween for the first time? And it's not even a protective mask, though. It just feels like a cut stocking or something like that. It's, it's even, it doesn't even look protected. I don't, this is ridiculous. But that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, these are grown people, and this this 76-year-old guy is saying, yeah, you're going to wear a mask. Oh, okay, all right. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, and, and, oh. and to add to what you're saying, one, again, it goes back to the 50-50. Uh, you, you don't want you don't want to you don't want to uh, you don't watch SmackDown. So let me fill you in here. This uh, they've probably competed against each other at least a half a dozen times, over and over, and they split wins all the time. So it's been fifty fifty in this whole thing. So you're thinking, okay, we've seen Carmella and Liv Morgan so many times. Hopefully, Liv Morgan's going to have an opportunity. She has a ton of potential, very fiery, very pretty, uh, very likable talent. Drafted the Raw, give her an opportunity to really, you know, find some track, get some traction. Okay, so she's 50-50 on SmackDown now. Get her away from the person she's been feuding in to make her look even 50-50. So the solution to that is the first match on the season premiere of Raw, you go right back to a feud that has been done at nauseum on SmackDown that hasn't made you look over whatsoever. This, again, makes no sense to me whatsoever. Writing at 2 o'clock. Oh, well, uh, uh, they, they've worked together before. Book them in a match. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, and I, and I bet you, I bet you, Vince, that next week or the week after, Liv Morgan is going to beat Carmella. Yeah. She's going to beat him. She's going to beat her. And it's going to make it feel 50-50 on SmackDown. And the only thing it's going to do is just change it. And now they're going to look 50-50 on Raw. Again, who's getting over here? No one's getting over. We got uh, our boy, Bearcat. Bearcat <laughs> Lee. <laughs> he defeats the Hurt Business. He beats Squeaky Cedric. So, again, um, Bearcat's just, just piling up a bunch of wins to lead him to... I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I'm watching him, bro. And he, and, and again, I'm, I got my casual fan hat on and we've seen him come. We've seen him go. We've seen him come. We've seen him go. Oh, okay. So now he's throwing Cedric Alexander. Oh, so now he's over. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, bro. Like, okay, like, come uh, all right. Okay. Sports key to sport. The graphics team, graphics team. Here we go. Here we go. So we can't do the slappies because we don't see uh, we don't, we don't see uh, Shayna Baszler. So when Shayna Baszler comes back, we got to do the old bang, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sports key to graphics team, the best graphics team in all of journalism, uh, website, graphic, everything, the best. 
give us a quick uh, uh, goat like transition, uh, a stinger. That's what they call it. A stinger. Yes. Yes. Give us a stinger of the Bearcats. And every time Keith Lee comes up, I'm going to play the Bearcat stinger. Yeah, I want that. I want that. Yes. Yes. All right. So, Sports Kita graphics team. Gets the stinger, and we yes. will play it for the Bearcats. All right. Yes. Gimmicks in the gimmick, eight, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we do here on this show. Austin Theory defeats Dominic Mysterio after Dominic Mysterio is trying to, on SmackDown, he's trying to kind of go on his own. Uh, Dad, I don't need you. You're messing me up. There are all these things. Kind of healing it up a little bit. Do we do we see another uh, a side of Dominic Mysterio. He's kind of going on his own. Okay, so what does that lead to? Both of the Mysterios get drafted as a team on Raw, but the father gets the title shot, and the son, he just loses the selfie theory. And, bro, they had theory bust that gimmick, (laughs) makes a match, you know, just makes a match, they go to commercial and he's in his wrestling gear. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he, bro, they couldn't even put moments ago. Yeah. They couldn't true. even put that. So literally, he's fully clothed. He makes the challenge. We go to commercial. We come back three minutes. He's in full wrestling gear. Yeah. I, I just popped in one of these comments. Uh, someone said uh, Bearcat needs Sable's entrance theme. Oh, yeah. No, that I, we <laughs> talked about that, bro. That yeah, we did talk about that. Perfectly. Last week. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Oh man, that should happen. That should happen. Uh, Bearcat should get Sable's interesting. I said this. Uh, I I did a little Q and A. I was doing a, a walk um, from the gym on Wednesday, and I went on uh, a, a I went on the other page that I write for. <clears throat> and that, that I don't write for him. I'm, I'm just an analyst. And um, so I did a little Q and A. Um, that my other uh, pancakes and power slam show, um, they work with me, um, and they have over half a million, uh, viewers and they really pub my stuff. So I did a little Q and a, as I was, uh, as I was walking back from the gym to my truck and I said something really interesting. I said, I think that Bearcat Lee needs he needs a stick man. He needs someone to, to, to be his stick man. And I think that, um, LA Knight or Eli Drake, I think that he's one of the best promos in the business, but I feel like his character is being so limited and he's, he's kind of reaching a ceiling with the whole LA Knight, Eli Drake type of thing. I think that. Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, I think that he'd be a really good Bobby Heenan-style manager. I really think he's in his 30s. I really think he should shift over to being a manager. And I really think someone like a Bobby Lashley or Keith Lee, they would benefit from having a heel-style manager who could take bumps like an L.A. Knight. I just don't see with... Uh, I mean, you love his promo, uh, Bearcat Lee's William Shatner style promo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't see how someone like a Bearcat Lee, and I, I like Keith Lee, I just don't see though how 
this gimmick, he just got a different gimmick. I don't see how this is going to get over with this promo, though. Well, with this plan you have, does Eli Drake, does he have Spock ears? Because if he's wearing Spock ears, I'm in. I'm in. You can make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, Sports Kid Graphics, every time we talk about Bearcat Bearcat Lee, I need that stinger. All right, so so send me the stinger. Send me yes. the stinger. <laughs> uh, next, we got uh, RK Bro defeating uh, Rude and Ziggler from the uh, main event. I mean, from the tag team contenders match from before. Um, I mean, I really don't have anything. I mean, it was. Just I did. My my favorite part of this match was when they go rest when they go outside of the ring. <laughs> yeah, I popped huge. Bro, there were two technicians sitting right there, and the action is happening right in front of them. Yeah, bro, these two guys couldn't have looked any more bored. <laughs> like, bro, do you guys like understand? Like, this is supposed to be a real fight going on right in front of you. These guys could not look like any more bored, bro. That 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 pop. Yeah, that that's not a surprise, man. That's not yeah. a surprise. Uh, next, we have uh, Seth Rollins uh, winning the match. Uh, the the um the five-way or four-way match uh, becomes the uh, number one contender. I mean, overall, I I mean, it was a, it was a, uh, uh, I I enjoyed watching the match for what the match was worth. Um, But again, it was, it was the same old spots Um, for those hardcore fans who like to see the same old spots. I mean, it it worked, right. But at the same time as, we get Rollins again, who's back in the title scene, and now we're going to get Rollins and Big E. I don't. I hope this doesn't lead to a Rollins title change. I think at this point you need to big a build Big E as much as you possibly can. Here's the thing: I'm not opposed to Rollins winning it because I think right now you need very very strong heels to prop up Big E and make him look stronger because you need. The, the 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 more the heels jeered, the more the baby faces supported. I mean, we saw that with Austin versus McMahon. Maybe uh, McMahon, one of the greatest heels of all time, and the more that people hated Vince McMahon, the more that people wanted Austin Austin to to dethrone McMahon and take him out. So I think that with Rollins, it can give Biggie that continued baby face push to to make him look stronger so for that reason i think that out of all of the choices i'm fine with rollins winning because of that all the other ones is just two baby faces going against each other none of them have characters it just wouldn't have really meant anything if the most meaningful decision to get to help Biggie is Seth Rollins. My bro, you want to hear something funny, bro? You, this is going to sound ridiculous to people listening to this show. I do a uh, Batman 66 review show. Mm-hmm. Okay, bro. And like we, we started with episode one. And like, bro, the first four villains, okay, were villains, heels. The first four heels were like Riddler, Penguin, mm-hmm. Joker. I think those were the, like the first three heels. Two faces. Was he a heel? But he wasn't. I'm talking about the fr- oh, early episodes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, bro, the problem is you never really felt like Joker, Riddler, 
Penguin, you never really felt like they were threats mm. because they were entertaining and funny. They were <laughs> entertaining and funny. All yeah. of a sudden, bro, the Mad Hatter comes along and like he's the first real heel. He's not, he doesn't try to be funny. Bro, Rollins is trying to be funny yeah. with, with that with that ridiculous laugh. So when you say like heat, I, with, with the character he's trying to portray, bro, I don't know how a character like that gets heat. I, I mean, you 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 don't want to look at a heel and be entertained by the fake laugh. At, so like I'm I'm looking at Rollins and like it's like I'm sorry bro like I'm not taking you seriously like bro when Taker was Austin's opponent Taker is not acting that way you know yeah. Kane is not acting that way I mean there's a serious threat yeah but when you're trying to be funny and comedic and entertaining Man, bro, it is really hard to get heat at the same time. Yeah, and that and and to my logic, him like the other three names, Owens, Mysterio, or Balor, they're all baby faces. So that would they wouldn't have felt biggie. Right. At least Rollins getting cheered. But I do I do get and I agree with your point. It makes a perfect sense to me. It's just that at this point. And, and who think, do and, you have? And think about it, bro. Let's think about it because this has been the theme throughout the whole show, bro. This is this is the guy that used to curb stomp people. Yeah, he's now going. he's now he's he's the Joker. Yeah, you know, with, with this ridiculous over the top laugh. Yeah, I mean, this was the guy that used to curb stop. That's yeah. violent. Yeah. That's a heel. Through that's, uh, bricks. Like, yeah, I mean, that's Jordan. that's yeah. Jake putting Damien on you. That's what yeah. that is. Yeah. Now he's. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it right there. I I yeah. Rollins has been pretty bland for me for a while, actually. I just, I don't know what it is about Rollins that just doesn't intrigue me. His thing with Cesaro helped because he was actually getting pretty decent heat during WrestleMania to help Cesaro. But again, 50-50, Cesaro beats Rollins. It seems like, Cesaro beating Rollins at WrestleMania was for the sole purpose of making someone else look good for, for Reigns. Because after Cesaro lost to Reigns, Cesaro has been just nobody for the past like five months, man. It's It's been so sad. I'm all about building new stars, man. And I just don't see how the current style of writing is really helping build new stars, especially with season premieres, Vince. I remember when there was like a season premiere type of thing uh, back in the day when they did a draft. And Booker T, he just came to SmackDown. He was just, I mean, he was like a mid-card baby face on Raw, feuding with Christian for the Intercontinental Championship. And he just came to SmackDown. He just started like cutting the most cockiest, you know, promo. It was a whole different side of, of Booker T. And then he got super cocky, ended up winning the King of the Ring. That's when the King Booker came. That was SmackDown. 
but I'm thinking about this, the and that and that happened a few times back in the day. Like people would have completely different type of personas coming into the new, you know, the Raw or the SmackDown. It doesn't have that type of feel anymore. You're the same exact person, just a different brand. At least someone going to another brand give me the give them the opportunity to have a completely different type of character or turn them heel or turn them baby face or do Bro, something you different. That, you ain't going to get that right in the show the day of. Yeah. It's just not going to get it. Bro, here's the thing, though. I'm shocked. Unless I missed it, bro. And, you know, I don't always pay close attention, but was there no 24-7 on this? I didn't see it either. Wow, I, come, wow, I, I was shocked. Oh, shocked. Season premiere. Yeah. <laughs> no, no 24-7. Maybe that's a... Uh, Maybe that's a write-off on the season premiere and no 24-7. I wouldn't be opposed to it. So, Well, Vince Russo, you've got some Vince stuff. you got some Vince versus Vince stuff uh, uh, waiting, waiting to be produced on your Patreon. Let them know about it once again. Yeah, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal all because I don't I, – I really – I don't care. And you know what, bro? There are going to be, there may be some people that think I was in the wrong and that's fine. If, if, if you think I am, but you really need to understand what is going on there. Um, so I'm going to do a whole series on it guys. And you could go to patreon.com forward slash Russo T W C bro. I'm going to do a series on my entire relationship with him from day one to that last uh exchange and it's you guys i think i think uh, let me i'll put it to you this way i've known the man since 19 i i think i first met vince in 1991 i was totally shocked by what i was getting and it and it really it 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 told me a lot so 30 years yikes last straw ladies and gentlemen all right. Hey, real quick before we go, follow me at Chris Prolific. I'll be having some really cool information. Matter of fact, you see this right here? Pancakes and Power Slams. Uh, this is uh, right after Raw. Yes. 500 episodes tomorrow night. Uh, right now, this is uh, after Raw. This is Monday, American Eastern Time. I think this is uh, going. This is Tuesday morning, Indian uh, Standard Time. So it's 11 o'clock Eastern time. It's right after unscripted. So for those who are uh, uh, sports kid fans, it's on my pancakes and power slams uh, channel. I am celebrating 500 episodes of the show. Vince, I've been doing this show since April of 2012 with the exception of uh, two of my three children being born around the area of my um of when my show was uh live it's live every tuesday night i think imari my my daughter i think she was born if i'm not mistaken further down the week a couple back surgeries a couple births i think i've missed like five or six episodes out of 500 and i have replacements um uh replacements there so but still even when i was gone i had a replacement Every single week, there's not been one week that we have missed the show. 500 consecutive weeks 
We've the had the pancakes and power slam show. You even did the show when the in the middle of the bouncy breakup. I did, I did, and I got some fun stories uh, to share. Of uh, I've shared them before on my show, but uh, there was one time where you know Doctor Chris hasn't always had the doctor bank, and around 2012, 13, um, I was you know I had a okay job but i was making ends meet and uh man look uh, my internet was down and i had to drive over to a tim hortons to <laughs> use their wi-fi to do, <laughs> to do the podcast that's how determined i was that is awesome sure that the is. pancakes and power slam show and here's the funny thing about that vince that, that show was like a 20 30 minute show because at first uh, it was just straight podcast. It wasn't. It wasn't broadcast. It was just podcast. And so I was using my phone as the podcast equipment, right? And so I hop on Tim Horton's uh, um, uh, Wi-Fi eleven o'clock at night. They used to be open twenty four hours, all right. And unfortunately, there was like some robberies that uh, or something like that that caused them to like be the to, to cause them to be closed at like ten o'clock or something like that. And so I hop, I, I hop in their parking lot. I go in the parking lot, park, hop on Tim Horton's Wi-Fi. Go, we go live. Show goes live. I start talking about whatever I was talking about, whatever was going on in the pro wrestling world at that time. <laughs> and all of a sudden, about twenty to thirty minutes later, I'm in my car. I see this beaming light, <laughs> shining on my car. Right. Get a knock on my window. This is Officer So and So. We just got a call from Tim Hortons, just wondering why you're in the parking lot. Hey, <laughs> thanks a lot, everybody. See you next week, so long. <laughs> that's that's awesome, bro. Sad but awesome. Sad yes, but indeed. Awesome. So that was that was one of many stories that uh, we're going to go more in depth into. And without look, the big attraction of the show outside of my stories and just kind of reminiscing about 500 episodes is that WWE Hall of Famer, the man, the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle will be live on the show doing a and a So it's going to be super fun. 500 episodes, lots of fun. Vince Russo has been on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Yes, and, I have. Uh, yes, I indeed. Have. And yes. so he's he's actually got a cameo that uh, uh yes for for, for uh, tomorrow too. He's got a really awesome message and support and stuff like that. So it's going to be super fun. Uh, got a bunch of people congratulating me. Thank you so much. Kurt Angle will be live, so come check that out. All right, Pancakes and Power Slam show, Patreon.com/slash/twc. We got a lot of stuff to produce and to give you the fans don't miss out until next week. This is the Legion of raw and he's Vince Russo. <laughs> I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone. Have a good night. So long.